Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. This is something really important. Even your greatest competitors, people you do the exact same thing with, can be your collaboration partners and your dolphins because there's a human relationship. It's not just a business transaction. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm really excited to share this episode with you today. This is actually an episode that I'm re-airing from my other show, Next Level Influence, with my really good friend, Melanie Benson, who had this conversation with me. And we talked about collaborations or what's happening in the world of collaborations, joint ventures, partnerships, whatever word you want to use to describe it. Collaborations are, I think, the absolute best way to grow your business. And they are what I've used to grow all of my businesses over the last 30 years. However, there are a lot of things to look out for in collaborations. They're fabulous, but they can have a lot of pitfalls to them too. So I had this conversation with Melanie around the idea of collaborating with sharks versus dolphins and the whole idea is that sharks are risky to swim with you know you might get eaten as opposed to dolphins which are super fun to play with they're joyous to be around and that's how we want to think about our collaboration partners there are some people that will come into it with a what's in it for me mindset or the sharks and there's the people that come in with this idea of how can we make this a win-win opportunity and really come out with a fantastic outcome for all parties concerned. So I wanted to re-air this episode because it was such a good conversation. We got so much good feedback about it. And also a lot of my clients have been coming to me with conversations lately because of collaborations that haven't started very well on the right foot, or maybe they're afraid to collaborate because they don't know how to sort of enter into the collaboration or they're afraid of being judged. But really, collaborations can be a lot of fun. They can really grow your business. And I just love collaborating with other entrepreneurs in my business. So I hope you enjoy this episode because I certainly did. We've had lots of great feedback, like I said. So let's just dive in and roll the tape. We often talk about strategic partners and how it's such a 
powerful strategy to grow your business. But if you don't pick the right partners, then you could end up with a lot of challenges. Stay tuned because we're going to unpack strategic partnerships and how to create partnerships that are aligned with your growth outcomes that you're wanting to achieve in your business. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast. And I'm Melanie Benson, host of the Amplify Your Success podcast. This is our bi-weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Mm. Now, if you live in the United States, and maybe if you live outside the US, you've heard this as well, you may have heard reference in business to playing with dolphins versus swimming with sharks. And as we were talking about this idea of how do you pick strategic partners that are really going to lift you up and help you expand the reach of your business and, of course, help you attract more great clients, this metaphor was really sticking in my head. As a matter of fact, I was getting probably a little annoying with it, Sam was, and I, like, I had all kinds of dolphin and shark metaphors coming I to me. I liked it. I love dolphins. <laughs> I was quite happy to play along. All right. We'll just roll with it. But you know, if if you're not familiar with this metaphor, it's probably starting to make sense already. The idea is that dolphins like to swim and play together, but a shark is going to eat you mm. and it's going to be painful. Mm. So, you know, Sam, like when it comes to strategic partners, I think you and I have, we've had enough chats about this that we're really oh, on the same page. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that it's really important to understand, and this is what I really want people to take from this episode, is to understand that partnerships are such a powerful way to grow your business. But if you get them wrong, they can be a really big challenge. I guess they can really make things very, very hard. So it's not quite as easy as some people are talking about. So we want to, you know, open up this conversation so that you can, I guess, spot the red flags and yeah. be more open to swimming with the dolphins and having fun. Yeah. And I think just as a baseline, I mean, I think this is probably obvious to most of us, but this is about a values alignment, right? Mm-hmm. And because I've we've both been in business so long now, like there are times when people up front appear to be dolphins. Mm-hmm. They kind of know the language. They know how to how to like present in that way, but very quickly you realize, wow, shark in a dolphin costume. Right? When and you so- said this before we started recording, I was like, that's exactly what it is like. It's the shark yeah. that's in the dolphin costume. <laughs> yes. I've got crazy images of the bachelor one time when the girl was wearing a dolphin costume. So, anyway. <laughs> So let's dig into this, Sam. Let's talk about some warning signs. Now, I want to go into this with the framework of knowing that this is not a stop sign. This is a caution sign, right? You have to make your own decision about the right people for you to work with. However, I think most of the people you and I attract, Sam, in our inner circle and in our sphere, they're more dolphin. And so there are some warning signs that we've cultivated over the years so that if something's feeling off, it probably is off and it may quickly become the, you know, put the car in brake. We're going to get off, get off the ride here. And this is the end of the the road. So what's the first warning sign you want to share? So for me, one of the very biggest warning signs is when someone reaches out to, with an idea to collaborate, 
but they've got a lot of requests. So they come in within five minutes of the conversation. They're saying, I would like this. I would like this. I would like this. I would like this. But there's never anything reciprocated. And that yeah. to me is one of the biggest red flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few of those. Um, kind of a sister to that one. I'm going to jump ahead here on my list because this, I think, is a real segue is they ask you to promote something for them. And there are a lot of hoops mm-hmm. and a lot of requirements. And often the beginning of the request has very loose you know, clarity. And they're it, you, like, you go into it without a lot of clarity on the expectations. And then by the end, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> this is so much work. And I found that that oftentimes is a sign now for me, like this doesn't feel good to partner with this person. It ends up being very stressful for me. Totally, totally. And all of these, I think, are piggybacking off each other because this goes to what you were just talking about, what I was just talking about. But people that want to move really, really fast and they have a big ask straight out of the gate. Mm -hmm. I find this, again, like you said, this isn't a, a stop and I'm getting out. But it's a red flag that means that if there's a big ask, I need to kind of dig a little bit deeper, like how is this going to play out so that I know whether I, as you said, pull on the handbrake and get out or maybe just like take a step back and say, okay, well, maybe I'm not ready for this big ask right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think when you're swimming with dolphins, that makes sense. But with the sharks, they're, they're often offended, right? And they kind of get a little like, well, you know. This is what I do. Yeah. Um, Which yeah, is just kind perfect. of a little bro energy flowing through me in that moment. <laughs> totally. And that's exactly what I picked up. That's exactly what I picked up. And then that, if that is the energy that comes out after you've put the, put the brakes on and slowed down, then at that point, that for me is, okay, now I'm getting out. Yeah. Because the, the interest just stops. It's like there's nothing else they want to explore. Yeah. And, and I guess that kind of ties in to this next warning sign for me is sometimes I'm like, okay, there's something here I'm interested in. Like I'm finding some, some openness, right? I do a little energy check like this. this is expansive to me. Do I like the ideas that feel good or just, am I just getting a no? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm getting a, yeah, there's something here. And then all of a sudden, when you you're kind of in the middle of moving through it, there's no follow through from them. They don't ever schedule on their end the podcast swap, or they never they never follow through on your request to promote them. Or there's just there's it's not like a win win. It's just like, well, I need you to do this for me, and there's never anything in return. Totally. What we need to really remember here is we're talking about collaborations. They're a two way street. So they must have energy coming from both sides. And it doesn't necessarily, and it often doesn't happen at the same time, because if I'm doing a launch that's at a completely different time of the year to you, Melanie, then they're not going to swap over at exactly the same time. However, there needs to be some sort of we're both coming to the table and doing something. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, totally. It's like, I think we all go into it knowing that it's never going to be even, but it's going to feel good because everybody's going to say, how can I show up and support? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're going to go into that a little bit more in a, in a moment 
because before we started recording, you and I had a really big conversation about that. Yeah, we uh, basically create the episode in our mind and then we record it. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's so good. Let's get on a record now. <laughs> Absolutely. I think for me, sort of going further on is they just, sharks just aren't fun to work with. I feel mm-hmm. really, you know, when it's time to get on a, on a Zoom call or it's time to do something, it just it has this energy that's quite abrasive. It doesn't flow. It feels like a lot of work. And at the end of the promo, you can't wait for it to end. As opposed to when I've done promos for the dolphins that I enjoy to play with, it's like, Oh, the promos ended. I actually really enjoyed that. There was a lot of fun through the process. Mm-hmm. I just thought of one more and it kind of ties into this, having that initial conversation with somebody, right? And what I've noticed is when people turn out to be more of a shark than a dolphin, there's this, I'm literally sitting here having a conversation and it's almost like they're checking all of the boxes in their mind or literally checking boxes on a little checklist of, and, and all of a sudden it's, it's like becomes a, I'm being analyzed and assessed versus we're just having a human conversation to get to know each other. Have you ever had one of those where you're like, Oh my God, they're literally following a check checkbox list right now. To that see is so this funny is that fit. you said that because as you were saying that, what came back into my mind was the time that I was on with a potential collaboration partner and they were sharing the screen and all of a sudden this person starts asking questions and filling out the checkboxes. And all of a sudden (laughs) it just killed the energy because all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I felt like I was sitting outside the principal's office being asked questions about what I was, what I'd done and what I was going to do and, 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 you know, will I, repent my sins kind of thing. It felt (laughs) very weird. (laughs) Yeah. And part of that checklist is usually, well, how many people do you have on your list and how many, like, what's your conversion level? And there's a lot of really like heady stuff that's getting discussed. Now, let me just say all of that is really important information. It tells you how well you'll sync up as partners, right? And like, if you're in a more of official launch type stuff, it's helpful information for someone to know what is someone able to contribute. But in that, in that very stiff, like I'm running through my get to know you checklist to evaluate you. And you're asking these stiff questions, that energy starts to feel like, oh my gosh, this is not going to be a lot of fun. Right. So it's just a business transaction versus a human relationship. Can I ask you, Melanie, because I agree that's all really, really important information. Is that something that you personally ask people the very first time you meet them? Oh, gosh, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, again, like, I think this distinction is really powerful that we're tapping into is, you know, when I'm swimming with dolphins, which I think this is a perfect segue, right? When I'm swimming with dolphins, I want to get to know them. I'm curious in exploring who they are and what they're about. And if there's some natural thing that emerges that feels like a good fit, awesome. Mm. But- if somebody's going in with a checklist, it's almost like, am I going to be one of the many people promoting them? There's, it just has a different ring and a different tone to it. So it feels more sharky to me than dolphin. That's the best distinction I have. Totally. And I just wanted to cover that because I knew what your answer would be. But the, and I wanted to ask that because the 
the example that I just gave, that was within the first five minutes of our conversation. So that was my red flag because it's like, hang on a minute, we don't even know who each other are yet. Like I wasn't even Mm -hmm. sure what this person did. So I wanted to really get that distinction that, yes, that is important information, but that happens after the relationship is created. Mm. I'm so glad you brought that one up. Okay. Let's swing to the pool that we like to be in, which is swimming with our dolphin friends, right? This is where the fun is. (laughs) Yeah. And and again, like you may not even know is someone more of a shark or a dolphin. And sometimes in the get to know you phase, it's so hard to suss all that out. But like, what are some of the signs somebody's more of a dolphin than a shark? Hmm. For me, they make it really easy to support them. Mm -hmm. So they don't make it difficult for me to understand what's happening, what do I need to do, that I don't need to spend a whole day trying to get my head around it. It's just, this, you know, they, it's like they support me to support them. They make it easy. Yeah. And that's assuming that at that point you've agreed to support them. The, I was sharing an example, I think where this is emerging from for me is I was sharing an example of somebody who is a huge name and I love supporting him when he does his launches because he's such a joy. He's so kind. He's such a human being. He has boundaries. Like he can't support everything and he's really clear about it, but he makes it so easy to support the things that he's launching. And when he's, you know, it's like they plan way in advance and, <laughs> and they're always right. It's like, well, how can we support you? And they get it on the calendar and follow through. It's like such an amazing experience to partner Absolutely. up with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, well, who is it, Melanie? I'm not naming names today. No, we do not talk about who we support. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to name names. So speaking of that, this idea of slow momentum comes to me about dolphins Mm -hmm. and I'm a, I like to date before I get married. Mm -hmm. You know, I did that with my husband. It worked out well. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I think when you build the, when you like connect and like, let's see what happens. You're willing to build slowly, maybe take some micro steps towards a bigger opportunity What I think three things happen is, first of all, you start to figure out how do each other operate? Do they follow through? Do they, you know, is there good energy between us? Does that energy keep growing? And also like, is there stuff, all the stuff that I want to be putting in front of my community that I worked really hard to build trust and rapport and, and I don't want to take that lightly. So Mm. I like building slowly. Oftentimes I'll say to people, all right, so I'm open, but you know, let's let's kind of take it slowly. And we'll talk about some ways you can test drive a partner in a minute. Yeah, totally, totally. Because I think that's really important. One of the really important parts for me around uh, knowing that I'm swimming with dolphins, and I know that you 100% agree with this, Melanie, is someone leading with how can we make this a win-win? And it's that as soon as someone leads with how can I support you, how can we do this so that this is a win-win, I know that this is is the green flag to, okay, let's explore this further. Mm, Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The win-win is always at the front. Even if you don't know what it looks like, you know the intentions there. And I think you don't know what it looks like at the beginning. And I think that that's really important as well is that we don't know what it looks like, but it's just that intention of let's 
you know, how can we make this a win-win? And now let's open up the conversation. Let's explore this. Because Mm. when we're talking about collaborations, they don't happen in one phone call. I really want to make that clear. This isn't a, how can we make this a win-win? Okay, let's do this. This is where we're building a relationship. It takes a while. There's many steps to this. So what we're talking here is this is just the starting point. Yeah, I agree. I'll end this section by saying the probably the single most important criteria for me and the factor that gets me to be proactive versus just kind of taking a step back and seeing where things fall into place is like, how does it make me feel? Mm. Mm-hmm. How does the interaction with that person make me feel? Does it make me feel excited? Do they make me feel like a human being? Do they make me feel valuable? Are they nurturing the relationship or do they just like, do you just only hear from them when they want you to promote something? I said this earlier, I'll say it again. And you and I've shared this many times. I want to feel cared for mm-hmm. as a human being, not used as a business transaction. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I know that if I'm with a partner and I'll just give you an example, I've got a partner doing a launch. We all know that launches take a lot of energy. I will be the first person in a launch with one of my partners to reach out and say, Hey, what you're doing is, you know, you're on fire today. I love the energy in whatever it was that you were creating. And also on the other side, I'll reach out and say at different times, how are you doing? I know that you're just putting everything into it. How are you? Like, really, how are you feeling? Are you tired? You know, do you need to get on a call? You know, do whatever it is, I'm seeing the person behind what is happening. And that to me is the most important thing. I'm so glad you said that because it's true. And you've actually done that with me when I was like in the thick of it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I love her. (laughs) It's a little things like that. I, I can tell you hundred stories of people who just, they just showed up and said, what do you need? How can I be support today? I'm thinking about you sending a little something because, you know, I, they happened to catch that I was having a bad run of it on something. And it's just, those are the things. And even this is something really important. Even your greatest competitors, people you do the exact same thing with can be your collaboration partners and your dolphins because there's a human relationship that's not, it's not just a business transaction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about how we test drive our strategic partners or our collaboration partners. Mm -hmm. What's the first step? Actually, I'll share the first thing because I know that, that you and I do the same thing. And then you've got something to add to that, that both of us invite people that have shown an interest in collaborating. We will invite someone to be a guest on our podcast For me, this is always my first step because then I get to see how easy is it to even book this guest? How easy is it to go through the process? Are they giving us the requirements that we've asked for? Are they sending it through or do we need to chase up with them? When they're on the show, we get to learn what they do in depth rather than, you know, sometimes a quick coffee chat. You can be like, I still don't understand what this person does. And essentially at the end of this, we get a really good feel, which is what you were talking about before, Melanie, we get a really good feel, are our values in alignment? Do I get really good energy from this person? So I know that that is a first step for both of us. You know, I actually do one more thing with my podcast. I'm pretty sure you do this too, but maybe it wasn't at the front of your mind. I actually pay attention to, do they share the episode? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. You know? 
I running through my list of sharks versus dolphins, all of the people I would put on the shark side never shared their episode. Mm. And some of them was surprised. Now, once in a while, people just slip up, right? And that happens. But more times than not, I was like, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> and, it, and it's just, a, you know, it's another one of the warning signs. So that's another okay. way I determine, like, is there good energy or not so good energy here? Perfect. I love that. You know, a lot of times people start these conversations and they open these doors through scheduling what's commonly called a coffee chat, you know, just like a quick chat to get to know people. And I love those. And I'll be paying attention to those conversations and say, is there good energies or something there we want to keep exploring? That might be where the podcast invitation comes from. But then what I'll sometimes do, especially if I'm on the fence, Sam, and I'm like, "Eh, I can't get a read on this. I don't really know how I feel about it. Or they have something great, but I'm getting that little niggly feeling. I won't follow up right away and I'll see if they do. And I just kind of let them take the lead a little bit to see how do they navigate the opportunity and are they moving it forward? And is it feeling like they're trying to get both things up or am I feeling that like, hey, get me booked on your show, but there's no reciprocity. Definitely something that I pay attention to. Totally, totally. So once I have had some of my podcast or I've done that simple coffee chat, I like to start slow. It's not straight into we're doing a a huge launch. It's let's do a simple promo swap and see how this plays out because actions speak louder than words, don't they? Mm -hmm. But it also gives you, or at least it gives me a little bit of a read on, all right, so are they trying to contribute equally and make sure everybody's winning? Like I've been in situations where maybe my list didn't pull as well for somebody that I had hoped. So I'll say, Hey, look, like that didn't land. Well, do you have something else? Could we, you know, try something different? Or I'll say, look, that didn't go the way I'd hoped for you. How about I bring you on my podcast if I hadn't already. So I'm always trying to figure out like how to make it feel good to the other mm-hmm. person. And so I like that in exchange. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a fourth thing. I'd love you to dive into this to start with. Okay. Well, this is something that is pretty common in a lot of circles is people start to form these kind of support groups for social media, because we all know how hard it is to get social media needle moving. And a lot of times people will say, Hey, like, can we just comment on each other's Facebook pages or our posts on our pages or if we're on Instagram, like, hey, do you want to like just kind of be there to when a post goes up, just give it some love and help with the algorithms, right? And so I'm in a couple of these groups. And one of the things that I've noticed is the sharks tend to not do their part. Mm. They have no problem saying, hey, can you promote my post or support my post or share my post or whatever, but they never do it for yours. Mm. And I'm like, okay. I see how that rolls, you know? (laughs) And, and so I like to think of it as like, how do they operate in their natural habitat? You know, like, are they a full participant and they, they show up and do a hundred percent or do they kind of like see how much they can take before the, the thing starts to break down a little bit. And I know some people just get busy and some people that's just not a natural skill for them. But that would also, to me, end up in the, that's never going to be good energy for a partnership. So test driving them in that, in a more natural 
experience gives me a sense of how are they going to operate in a bigger partnership with a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this is such a fabulous conversation, Melanie. I really enjoyed talking about, I guess, the side that I don't often hear people talking about. You know, we often hear collaborations are great and they are, but it's not as simple as, oh, just reach out to someone and you know, and get them to help. It's not that simple. So such a valuable conversation. Now, I know you've got a free resource, Melanie, that I would love you to share to help the people that are watching or listening along to be able to, I guess, take their business to the next level. Thank you. I I love showing people seven very easy steps that have repeatedly added another six figures to my business. I've been using the same framework since 2003. It's worked for me over and over and over again. I call it my seven-step framework to add another six figures to your business by leveraging other people's audiences. And guess what? It ties so perfectly into what we covered today because you know, when we're collaborating and partnering with other people, we are tapping into their audiences. So it's one of the seven steps I cover. If you head to amplifywithmelanie.com, you will get uh, free access to that. And what about you, Sam? Perfectly. Uh, perfectly. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, I've got a document that I've shared a few times before, but this is so relevant. It's the million dollar plan because if you're not ready to be able to partner with people and you're not really sure on what it is that you do or the different parts of your business that you maybe have you know, glossed over, then it's very difficult to get partnerships set up. So this is the nine key growth areas to create more income, influence and impact in your business. And you can go to samanthariley.global forward slash plan. I love it. Oh my God, I love it. If you loved it too, you had an aha today. There's a tip or an insight that was like, yeah, that was good. We would be so moved and so grateful to share this episode, maybe tag a friend where you're listening to it, or just give us a little uh, shout out in the comments and let us know what the aha was. If you are not connected with both myself and Sam on this platform, connect with us. Make sure we're following each other here. We do this every other week now, and we don't want you to miss out when we go live. Be sure to follow us here. And I just can't wait to hear what the insight was from today's episode for you today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. Thank you, Melanie, for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.